When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. And we're back by a surprisingly popular demand. Are we? Uh, we are. I'm Johnny Bernal and as ever I'm joined by Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson. Chaps, it's, uh, it's lovely to be back in, in your company after what seems like an absolute age. It is, yeah. I've not had a, another birthday in that time, although I look like I have. Uh, but no, it's been a long time and it's rather nice to have uh, messages from from fans, including one from Australia, uh, only this week, uh, saying that they've actually missed the podcast. Yeah. I think that's really, really great. So actually I haven't got my tin hat on at the moment, though it's just by my side. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, all, all jokes aside, obviously, you know, the start of the season with Saturday, Tuesday, and that meaning press conferences Monday, Thursday, plus we have to get days off in, so it has been difficult to sort some of nail, us do, nail, uh, uh, Some of us have to have days off. We well, have three a week. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, myself and Chris always say this... Uh, August is really a, yeah. a really busy month. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you've still got the transfer window, uh, the, the end of the permanent window, and still the loan window. You've got I'm not sure how many games it was in in the month. Looking at that thing, it was mm-hmm. a lot. One, two, one, it was two, relentless, three, wasn't it? Seven games, midweek games, quite a bit of travelling involved. Yeah, as well. and, and it's just, and, and that's the that's the only reason why travelling. That's all I heard you talking about. Tra- well, I tell you, I, 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 I had to tee him up, had to get <laughs> yeah. him started. Didn't I? An early rant, and this this is actually true. We have yet to go to an away game this season where we haven't had diversions either on the way. Or on the way back, so I just kind of shout out to the highways people. Mm-hmm. What 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 is going on? I remember Chris's message the the first Friday against yes. Reading. Yes. I said, "Yeah, how, how's it how's it all going?" The reply was, "Oh yeah, we're just yes. trying to uh, figure out the first diversion of the season." That was a, that yeah. was a quite a bad one, that one. But you, I think you quite enjoyed it because we sort of went the scenic route through the countryside. We did, yeah. Chris is brilliant yeah. at this, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to put that on my CV now. Yes. He's, he's kind of navigator. We found out what he's good at, wasn't he? And that's navigation. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken a while. But it's doesn't, while. doesn't your uh, new car have a sat nav in this making new cars roll redundant? Who's got a new car? <laughs> I mean, uh, made redundant. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a sat nav in my car. I have one in my glove compartment, oh, which right. we don't use because Chris, seriously, is really, really good. I, I back him against any sat nav, any robot yeah. computer. Right. Well, okay. So let's let's move on. We've obviously got talk about sat Yeah, we've obviously yeah. got a lot to get through. Well, with Garmin or TomTom, it's a whole. That's a whole different podcast <laughs> yeah. entirely. No, we've got a lot to get through because yeah. uh, the last time we spoke, unbelievably, was was. Shortly after Frank Lampard was appointed, I have spoke to you since then, but just not. <laughs> Last time we, we just haven't recorded. Yeah, we just He's had a lot of days off. Yeah, Johnny has. Yeah, <laughs> we're really starting this again. <laughs> okay. Um, so Frank Lampard appointed. We've had the first block of the uh, championship season. How do you think Derby County have done? How would you assess their start to the season? Actually, Frank Lampard was asked a question very recently, and he actually said pretty good. He, didn't, he said not great, but he said pretty good, and I think that's what it is. And uh, I think if you just look at the stats alone, you know, twelve points from eighteen is is the best start since three points for a win were introduced back in nineteen early eighties, nineteen eighty one. So that alone is impressive. Mm. Uh, six wins in eight games, league and cup, seventy five percent win rate. You know, that's that's very good. So I, I think overall, it's it's got to go down as pretty good. I think I think we've seen the value of winning games rather than drawing games, haven't we? Because they've had, and we said they've had a couple of late winners as well, which yeah. have which have made things look a lot more rosy than they might have done. Mm. And of course, you know, we we can't forget the fact they they were soundly beaten at home by Leeds, who were excellent mm. on that day, um, and they were also beaten um, at Millwall in their next league game. Um, but credit to them for coming back. Since then, they've won four in a row in all competitions. And it looks like they're starting to put some real momentum together. Obviously, they've had the two weeks uh, international break, mm. so it'll be interesting to see sort of how they how they come back after that, but they can keep that going. Yeah, just quickly on that on the international break, do you, 
you get people saying that oh it's coming at a good time it's coming at a bad time I mean do you do you buy any of that do you think there is a, a right time to have it or I, is... I, I don't I don't take any notice no. because it is what it is we can't change it Nigel Clough I used to ask him that question every time and he used to say to me why do I have to even worry about it because I can't change it mm. the international break happens when it happens we know when it happens it's not a surprise uh, if you've got a few injuries and Derby had a few where the two weeks will give them a chance to, to recover and build their match mm. fitness, that, then it's good. But as Chris says, if you've won four on the spin, as Derby have in League and Cup, then you're a bit fearful whether you can pick up that momentum when you restart. But don't forget, everyone else is restarting as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like just Derby are. But I, I think, you know, looking at the starts, Chris rightly says, you know, w- wins are massively important mm. in this division because without those two late winners, then you're looking at probably eight points from 18. It looks totally different, you know, mm. and and the perform- performance-wise, you could say it's been patchy, yeah. You know, but you would expect that in the early part of the season, and I think most clubs would look at their performances and say, you know what, we've done some good things and not so good things. But again, that's not a surprise. Mm. You, I mean, you mentioned the late winners, and, and Chris, you mentioned the, the Leeds game, which sort of leads me on to my next point, which is high and low points of, of the eight games uh, so far. I mean, you, you can't look past that that opening game against think, Reading. I, can I don't you, think that Lampard will offer you know that, that moment for him. In and, terms and, of a and first manager, apologised afterwards in, for his celebration, but he had every right to yeah, celebrate. Yeah. I mean, what a moment that must have been! Your first game as a manager, fantastic feeling. Mm. That will you know that would be hard to beat that this season. Actually, and it, and it came out of no, it came yeah, out of nowhere as well, yeah. didn't it? He, you could not see it coming. It looked, mm. For all the world, like it was, it was going to finish. He spoiled my intro as well. <laughs> his first game in charge had the intro written, and his team went and scored in the ninety fourth minute. And it was a fantastic goal as well. Yeah, brilliant cross from Mason Bennett, and uh, a rare headed goal. From Tom it took us a minute to work out who it was. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Tom head a ball. Well, he said in open play. He said after. Well, he goal. said afterwards, it's his, his first time he scored with his head anyway. Mm. So. Um, but what a time to it's do it's a fantastic moment it just shows you the highs and lows of management that doesn't it because yeah. I felt a little bit for Paul Clement because yep. his team didn't deserve to lose that game and it just shows you what can happen in, mm-hmm. the, in that split second as Chris says it didn't look on the cards it looked like a draw then and uh, w- what a dramatic moment mm-hmm. and low points I, I guess the the main one that, that, that sticks out in the mind has to be Leeds at home where they were just completely bettered all it, over the pitch it does but, but the first 20 minutes at Millwall I thought were probably worse in a way because when you've been soundly beaten as they were at home to Leeds mm. uh, you then look for a reaction immediately and the opening 20 minutes at Millwall when 2-0 down I'm thinking this this could get pretty bad if you mm. concede another three or four goals like they did against Leeds then, then I mean Frank Lampard himself says you know at that moment two defeats in three league games suddenly people start to ask questions mm. even though it was early in the season mm. Because that's the nature of what what we're about at the moment. Uh, so I think those twenty minutes for me against Millwall were probably worse than the Leeds one. Leeds one was a strange game. Yeah. It's not like Derby played badly. Leeds were so ruthless yeah. in what they yeah. did, and they took their chances really, really well. Uh, and very good goals actually. Very good goals. I think. View, yeah. Two, was it two one? Yeah, ch- Mason Mount had a chance to make it two all yeah. early in the second. Good half. chance as well. Yeah. Good chance, and you, you would have probably expected him to put it away. And who knows if that might have changed things? But I think I think it was a case of, as you said, Leeds were ruthless, and when they when they had the opportunity, mm. they killed the game off mm. by taking advantage of, of the fact that Derby were having to kind of chase yeah. it a little yeah. bit, um, and so in the end, it was four one, which you know. Looks like a heavy defeat, and it and it was a heavy defeat. But yeah, it, d- it doesn't quite tell the whole story. I think. It doesn't know, and that's why I say Millwall for me only twenty minutes because you'd have expected. I would say, I tell you what, we've just been beaten four one at home. Mm. Let's make sure today we don't give them any encouragement, Millwall, because it's the last thing you want to do when you're playing at the deck. Well, I was going to say that as if they need any. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't give them any encouragement yeah. in the first ten, fifteen, mm-hmm. twenty minutes, half an hour. Get to get to half time, nil nil, because you, you could then go on and win mm-hmm. the game. And, and actually, Derby won the second half. Yeah. Uh, so those first twenty minutes for me were, were probably the lowest point mm. for the season. Sounding like a bit of a Sunday League manager there, aren't you? We won the second half. <laughs> Sunday League? Was that what they always said to you? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Premier League manager. <laughs> um, on a personal note then, for, for Frank Lampard himself, obviously it's his first job in management. 
how do you think that he's been dealing with that role and also small things you know like dealing with the media I think the first thing is dealing with the media I don't think is well, dealing with you dealing I mean, with me is difficult slightly different right? questions yeah, yeah, yeah. it's probably taking him a bit of time <laughs> to, to work that one out uh, but I mean he's been used to the media hasn't he throughout his career now what, it's, what, it's what a different, is different now because yeah. the question's different yeah. and, and his responsibility for his answers are for a team rather he's than he's now himself. the man in charge yes uh, and it's not easy mm. you know I defy anyone to, to say it's easy you know it, 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 it can be very because you know, a lot of different questions can come at you from different angles about different things, and and you've got to be ready to provide an answer. And we're waiting on every word. You know, we dissect every word, and we even look underneath the word, or or, or within yeah. a sentence to see what, what what exactly is being said or what could be said. So I I think overall I think he's done really well. I, I wrote the other, the other day that he also had the Vidra situation to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, myself and Chris and and, and other journalists as well, and, and the radio people, etc., TV. We're asking him about Vidra every time we saw him, and he inherited that basically. Yeah. This is you know player of the year, uh, top scorer, top scorer uh, most valuable asset. Mm-hmm. What's happening to him? And it dragged on that saga. You know, it, it, he would probably like it to be sorted quite early, and we can get on with it. But it really, really dragged on. And I thought he handled it. I thought he handled it well because. We're asking about him. We're also asking about can you know? Are you bringing people, players in, or not? Who else is going? And we know there's a big squad, and we know there's some players who are who are on the fringe of plans, or or not even in plans. And he's had to field all those questions. And and, and as a first job at this level, mm. I think overall he's he's done well. I think he I think he admitted himself. He was asked about it, and he said it was he was also used to dealing with the media from a player's yeah, point of view. Sure. But it was the questions about transfers mm. and the questions about injuries and how long so and so gonna be out that perhaps he didn't it, have it to took know a before. bit it took a yeah. bit of getting used mm. to. Yeah. Um um so but it's it, it's little things like that really. But I, I think generally he he hasn't in terms of in terms of how he's kind of conducted himself, he hasn't really put a foot wrong in no. terms of mm. certainly yeah. in terms of the way that he's in, ingratiated himself with the fans, I think yeah. Yeah. um I think that, I mean that's very important and they seem to have taken to him straight away and you know he, he's sort of having that interaction with them you know after the after games and mm. things like that and I think that's um, I think that's a good thing he's, he's very professional I saw this when I first met him that's what strikes you about him very professional and and he does his homework I think he, he you know he knows about things mm. and when you ask him about things about the club and about the fans and that he, he, you know he knows and he's taking time to, to, to find these things out and uh, say everything about him is professional uh, I've said before he doesn't waste words mm. you know uh, there are managers about who can who can kind of maybe say too much you know and just go on a little bit too much when, when straightforward answers are, 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 are what's needed I say I think Chris is right I mean he's barely put, put foot wrong mm. and, and that feel good factor that was there when he arrived yeah. has been enhanced to now yeah uh, and his relationship with the fans is, is very, very strong already. It's still early in the season, we know that, and yeah. results can change everything. Yeah. But he knows that also. Mm. You know, It's not like that will be a shock to him. And there will come a stage this season where, you know, at the moment we're talking about four successive wins. Mm. There might be a stage this season where we're talking about four successive defeats. Yeah. And that's a very, you know, the, the mood is very different at that stage. But again, he's been in football long enough, he'll be, he'll be aware of that. But yeah. you think about it, I mean, his first home game... They lost four one yeah. to Leeds, and and you know that is that is some sort of baptism yeah, of fire. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, maybe Bar Forest. That's probably the but, worst. Indeed, and and yet, despite that, he's managed to yeah. kind of, um, as you say, keep the sort of feel good factor going, and obviously, you know, winning games helps that clearly. Yeah, starting the bounce helps that as well. They love that, don't they? They love that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not ask me to do it yet, but they. But, you know, they <laughs> would you be? <laughs> not, not really. I don't think I'd be able to get down the pitch quick enough. Having sat through ninety minutes, my knees wouldn't make. Won't be able to get yeah. off the floor. No. Yeah, but, but I mean, to again, to, to be fair to Frank, he, he's asked about it, and he, you know, he said he he won't do it every game. It's not it's not one of those things. But but listen, if you're winning games, yeah, and yeah, the fans yeah. are calling for you, what, why not? Mm. Where feel good factor is around the club, you know. 
But it's great because there will be other times when there's not that feel of factor because this is the ups and downs of of football and certainly in the championship. So got no problem with that at all. As we say, he fielded a lot of questions on on transfers and the the transfer window. He made nine signings in total over the summer, both both, uh, permanent and, and on loan. How impressed have you been with the players that have come in? I think what's impressed me about about the business they've done is, is is two things, and it's the two things that were probably needed. First of all, the average age mm. of the squad, certainly the team, has, has been reduced, and, and that had to happen. We we so we, we reported at the time that the the game at Fulham, second leg of the playoff semi final, the average age of the team was virtually thirty years old. Uh, that's too high. Um, so that that's been reduced, but also he's injected more attacking options, which I think mm. were needed, and certainly injected legs and energy, and a, and a real hunger, I think. And so rather than the individuals as such, I think the the whole business that that's what's impressed me most mm. about it. And yes, did an overhaul. Didn't I, I think it, it. I think it did, and that's no disrespect to to the players who were here before, but sometimes you've got to have. You've got to have that, and mm. and the timing was right because it was a new manager as well, you know. So it was it was perfect, and there was some. I mean, I'm sure they'd like to do more business as far as moving players out, but he was never going to be able to do everything in one window. It's impossible. Mm. So I think overall, the business derby have done has uh, has been good. Yeah, agree with that. I think so. Yeah, there's some interesting signings there. I think we'll probably talk about one or two mm. a little bit later in more in more detail. But obviously the. We've got the young lads in on loan, Mason Mount, who's, who's had a brilliant start to the season. Um, Tamori, also from mm-hmm. Chelsea, who, who was, um, um, you know, who's slotted in there alongside Richard Keogh. Um and Harry Wilson from Liverpool. Who we've not seen too much of because he's he's been out injured, but he's just coming back from injury. Um, and then you've got you know the permanent signs. Obviously, they lost, we've talked about they lost Mate Vidra, the main source of goals last season. Mm-hmm. Bringing in Martin Waghorn is an interesting one who. Had a great season at Ipswich, and I think I think I'm right in saying he was involved in more, more goals, goals than yeah, anyone else. Yeah. So, so obviously Vidra won the Golden Boot to was the top scorer, but mm. but in Waghorn they've got someone who can clearly score and create goals yeah. as well. And I think we're just starting to sort of see a bit of that as well. And um, and yeah, there's, there's some interesting ones in there. Obviously, you know, some of them we've not really seen too mm. much of yet. Jack Marriott still seems to be kind of getting up to speed. And Dwayne Holmes, who came in on yeah. deadline day, we didn't see him at all until uh, he came on in the cup game at, at Hull and uh, set up two goals in about in about yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah. Didn't yeah. He? It was impressive. So, um, minutes, yeah. you know, it's you know, looking forward to seeing a bit more of him, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We, we will come on to Mason Mount just in a, a second, but before we do, I want to ask you about the the sort of style of play now that Derby are. Have sort of taken to because obviously in the summer there was this whole overhaul and change and, and part of that was this new style of play that Lampard implemented you know playing out from the back I think we looked the other day and uh, Richard Keogh has made the most passes in the division or apart from Barry Bannon Barry Bannon was Bannon. the only was the only player in the championship who made more passes than yeah Richard Keogh. and I mean it shows that, that that is clearly something that's being switched at Derby County yeah I still think this whole playing out from the back, I think, I think everyone got a bit overexcited by it and, and thought that they had to do it. They have to do it. They don't have to do it all the time. This is, this is the great myth about it. I, I'm absolutely certain that Frank Lampard has not said to him, "Look, every time we have the ball, we have to play from the back." He just wants to play good football, and that means at times playing football from the back through midfield, playing through the lines, all that type of thing. But if it's not on, it's not on. And this is where decision-making... It's more about good decision-making than style. Just make good decisions. Mm. So if you think you can play, then you play. Simple as that. And uh, and if you look at results, actually, the, the, the game at Reading, the actual the, re, the, the reason they got the result had nothing really to do with style. They just dug it out. Mm. You know, same at Hull in the, in, 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 in the league win up there. They just dug out the result in the end. Uh, what we saw at Reading was... I think the players took it too much on where they thought we have to do it. Yeah. Now yeah, the yeah. new new managers like watching on the side. This is our first yeah, game to show him we can do. And they tried it and and they struggled. Mm. So at that moment they just sort of said, "Hold on, let's stop." And actually, second half we didn't see that at all. And second half they changed 
and they started to, to get the ball forward earlier, try and turn Reading round, mm. play higher up the pitch. And I think it's horses for courses. You know, there'll be games when you when you are playing from the back. There'll be games, most games at Pride Park, the opposition will drop off anyway. So you're going to have to move the ball from your centre-backs to your full-backs and mm. maybe back to your centre-backs in order to try and work that space. So I, I, I'm not massive on this style of football. I, I just think there are ways of winning games and each game will be different and you've got to find a way of winning that game, whatever it may be. If we've got to remember last season, Gary Rowett's so-called style was criticised but it got them to second in the table, yeah, yeah, and it got them into and the playoffs. They scored goals, yeah, and they scored yeah. more goals than they did the previous and didn't season. Didn't concede them well. less. So, yeah, yeah. so what is this style? Mm. You know, I think if Derby would have sat, stayed second in the table, I'm not sure anyone would have complained too much. Mm. Okay, let's uh, let's move on then to Mason Mount because it seems like you can't go anywhere without sort of reading or hearing his name uh, at the minute. I mean, he's had a, a brilliant start to his, his Derby career, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's it's his first competitive games in English football. Uh, sorry, at senior level, I yeah, should say. Yeah, yeah. He he was on loan in in Holland last season, did really well. But you know, he's coming in nineteen years old, never played in the championship before. He go obviously we saw quite a bit of him in pre season and what he can do. Um, he's he's gone in, he's played, um, he's started every game so far, uh, all eight games. He's scored four goals. Mm. And he's just—he's got that—he's got that very handy knack of popping up with a goal or a bit of class that can ch- can change a game, at, you know, at any particular moment. And um, I mean, you know, we'd heard we'd heard kind of good things about him before he came mm. here. He was very highly rated, and um, so it wasn't necessarily a surprise to us. But I think it perhaps. It perhaps has surprised me how just how quickly he sort of settled in, and, and he he already looks like you know an absolutely key player for Derby, doesn't he? It's, yeah, he, he does. He's, he's done really well. It's, it's interesting this having this ability to pop up and score a goal can can hide one or two other things as well. Mm-hmm. But this is the, the the role he plays is to impact the game, whether it's creativity or scoring goals. And I think the Preston home game was was the one which really was interesting because. For half an hour or so, they made it really tough for him, and 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 they kind of tried to bully him a little bit, and and because that that's one of the things about him. I think Aidy Boothroyd mentioned this, the England under twenty one manager. He's a bit on the light side at the moment, and and that will come because he's nineteen, uh, but he's finding ways to cope with that, which is important. And uh, I thought against Preston, he struggled a little bit in the opening half hour. Then he got that goal. Mm. And it cha- he changed completely after that, and we've seen other games where he's been really good from the start. So, at the moment, I, I think his performances were seeing certain things from him, but but that really pleased me that it showed that you know he can actually, when things are tough, he can actually dig in and and kind of come through it. Mm. But being able to score goals, and Frank Lampard will know about this. You know, he used to pop up with goals all the time, and he would admit himself there have been games when he wasn't doing particularly well. Yeah. Frank, and he'd score a goal. And that can change everything. It changes your confidence as a player. It changes the shape of the game. And it changes the, the, the fans how they look at you. Mm-hmm. And uh, all in all, he's, he's done terrific. The spotlight is right on him. And, uh, and because of that, and because of that, a lot of people have obviously been asking the question. Yeah. You know, is he going to get recalled by Chelsea? But you spoke to Frank Lampard about the, that very subject. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, quite a few fans had been mm. sort of had seen on like social media were getting Panicking. a bit worried. Yeah, that, yeah, um, yeah. You know, because obviously we, there was a situation a, a few years back with Jordan Ibe mm. when he was tearing it up here at Derby and, and Liverpool recalled him uh, and put him in their first team. Um, I mean, I think that would probably be unlikely when you look at the options yeah. that Chelsea currently have. Uh, with all due respect to, to Mason Mount. Uh, but but anyway, yeah, the question was asked, and um, Frank Lampard was was adamant in his response and said he's not he's not mm. going anywhere um, until well certainly not going back until the end of the season. Um, and um, yeah, we we understand that that um, the only way that as, as part of the deal that was agreed between the clubs, the only way that he could be recalled in January um, by Chelsea would be if he hadn't 
played a certain number of games, a certain percentage of the of Derby's games which had had been agreed upon. But considering uh, he's and he played, started, every, played every game so far, um, that's unlikely. And in, you know, if if he was to be injured, yeah. that doesn't that wouldn't mm. count in the in the in the um, in the allocation. So so as it you know certainly as it stands, um, he's uh, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, and you know he got an assist and a goal on his England under twenty one debut as well, which was brilliant. And, and Steve, you wrote a piece which I have to say was actually quite a good read quite good read actually yeah. was it uh, I, I must say <laughs> it's surprising it's surprising uh, it's sort of comparing his start in the game to, to that of Will Hughes as well who was very much under the spotlight when he came through at Derby yeah I mean it, it, it was about that it was about the spotlight and how it burns on these mm. young players and uh, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be about whether uh, Mount is better than Hughes or Hughes better than Mount because no, I think no. they are slightly different players anyway uh, but it's about being a young player who everyone's talking about and dealing with that uh, pressure yeah. and, and, and Mason from everything we're told about him very level headed and his attitude's spot on and he's fully focused on what he's doing and that's the right thing to do let mm. everyone else talk about you you get on with your game and the more you do well everything will, will, will work out anyway mm. uh, Will Hughes Let's remember, no one, uh, there was no youngster more talked about mm. than Will Hughes at the time. You know, it was it was unbelievable. You know, he, he came in, he broke into the side at Derby on a regular basis at 17, on a regular basis. And of course, played for England under 21s at 17, the second youngest mm. at the time after Theo Walcott. I remember going up to Bloomfield Road, Blackpool, uh, to watch his debut against Northern Ireland. Everyone wanted to talk about him. And at the time, we used to field stories and do stories it seemed like every week about his future would he be going to Liverpool mm. or to Arsenal Man United Man City Everton Tottenham Barcelona even apparently had, had, had monitored him and done some kind of dossier on him uh, and then uh, I remember Martin Yoll who was manager of Fulham saying a uh, quote from him saying there are, there are at least 10 Premier League clubs got their eye mm. on him that's an awful lot to cope with at 17 I used to, and I have spoken to Will actually. Uh, back back then, we, you know, and and and, it, and it's a lot. And to be fair, I thought he handled it then really well, really well. It must be hard to, to switch it's, yourself off. It is. I, I think and, even more so now because there's more yeah. ways of, of finding out things. Looking on your phone and you, yeah, you see, really, it must be it's hard. Really difficult. And 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 Will said, you know, look, I I, I don't read it because mm. until something happens, etc. But you know you do read it. People tell you about it. People mm. are, around you are aware of it. So, and I thought he handled it well. And that's that was a comparison. That the, the two lads are right, and so and that's and that's what we tend to do in this country quite a bit. Yeah. With young players, they have a few good games, and suddenly you know they're the next star, if you mm. like. And and already, you know, England, as we know, senior team are are, are struggling a little bit in the midfield area for these types of players who could control matches we saw them against Spain where they were outplayed mm. in midfield etc and all of a sudden you know you've got ex-international saying Paul Mason Mount could be that next playmaker yeah, yeah. I mean that's you know 19 mm -hmm. it's massive and it's, it's a huge compliment to him but everything we're hearing he, he should be fine Frank Lampard I asked Frank Lampard about it he's not concerned about the spotlight being on him because he knows Mason as, as a person and, and he, he thinks he can handle all that, of course, with the spotlight comes the opposition's approach to you, and make no mistake. Now, when Derby play, yeah, whoever they play, they'll be fully aware of who Mason Mount is, and they will try to, as you would, they will try to nullify his his mm -hmm. threat. Well, I thought just one thing to add. What I thought yeah. was interesting as well, when Ad Boothroyd was talked about um, the, the selection of, of Mason Mount um, ahead of players like. Uh, Phil Foden at Man City and uh, uh, James Sancho yeah. at uh, Borussia Dortmund, and he was basically saying it was the fact that he's been playing, he's been starting games, mm. and more often than not, he's been finishing the games as well. The fact that he was playing so regularly, so many minutes for Derby, even though it's in, even though it's in the Championship, it's at a, you know technically it's at a lower level. That's counted in his favour, which is interesting. Well, and I think that that's the way that it should be, absolutely yeah. as well. Yeah. So what, what I would say. To, to the England people is that let him play under 21 games yeah, yeah, for a yeah. while that's what they do in other countries yeah. Spain, Germany 
they let them get a very good grounding. Now, Will Will won an awful lot of under-21 under caps. Yeah. He hasn't yet made the step up, but what's interesting, now he's actually being talked about mm. as potentially making the step up. He's only 23, so, you know, making the step time. up. But let's not rush them. You know, I would, I'd like to see Mason, you know, play a dozen or more under-21 games and, let, and let's see where he is. I think young players need that. Mm to get themselves used to international football at that level or just below. So uh, let, let's let's make sure we give him time and don't expect too much too much of him. Don't expect him to win every game for Derby on his own or, or, or partly, you know, be, be a key player every match because, as I say, opponents will be aware of him. Mm. OK, now, have you got your, your tin hat at the ready? Always carry it. Excellent. OK, because I want to talk... Not too dense in, but I've always <laughs> carry it. Try to have it repaired in the summer, but too many dents. I want to talk about injuries, and the first one that I'm going to mention is it was uh, Captain Curtis Davis uh, after the Reading game. Obviously, only played at Reading. You think you lose your captain after the first game? That that is a, a big blow, and and rightly so. It, it is a big blow because he's a very good defender. But in fairness, maybe taking the Leeds and, and Millwall to immediate games after it aside, Rich Keogh and for Keo Tamori have, have stepped in and, and they've done very well they have done well yeah I mean Dave, the Davis injury was a blow there's no doubt about that number one defender mm. suddenly you know you're thinking well who's going to line up against Leeds and they've just brought Tamori in he's, 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 he's barely got his feet under the table mm. or a locker even and uh, and he's thrown in like Frank Lampard admitted he said I, th- I threw, threw him in yeah. and, and to be honest at times for the staff it looked like he'd been thrown in as well it was a really that's a really tough game to come into Leeds against Leeds on TV very tough and he and, was arguably the standout well, he, he, player he, despite conceding he, four yeah he found it tough at first but he, mm. he got better I remember saying mm. he got better and better and better and since then he, he's, he's done really really well mm. terrific stuff by him Richard Keogh struggled at Reading and he's also struggled against Leeds and, and people as always or many people jumped on his, on his case but I must admit and again Frank Lampard has said this to me uh, I think Richard in, in, in recent games has been, has been really good mm. really good I think he's stepped up I think he's defended well uh, I think he's, he's, he's led by example he's still he has this ungainly kind of look when he's on the ball. Sometimes it can be a bit rushed and all that. Actually, mm. his passing's not that bad, to be fair. When you and when you analyse it, it's not bad at all. But when he starts storming out, I think everyone gets a bit edgy. You know, which is a bit he loves, unfair. He loves a run forward. Yeah, it's it? a bit unfair of him, but it seems like everyone gets slightly edgy. Listen, he's going to make. Me, I keep writing, so I'm actually fed up with writing it. But he will make mistakes. Mm. But the the reason why Richard Keogh makes some people make, say he makes more mistakes than others. He actually doesn't when you analyse it. But the reason why they think he does is because he's actually doing something. He's actually involved more. He's involved all the time. He's on the ball. He's heading things. He's blocking things. He's trying to block things. And that's why you know he will make mistakes and he'll continue to make them. But he won't be alone. Mm. Uh, I, I keep saying, you know, he's uh, you know he's, he's close to three hundred games. Derby County, that's a fantastic record yeah. by the way, won player of the year twice mm. he's been selected by every manager virtually who's been at the club most of those managers bar one have picked him as captain, mm. captain his country captain his country, Again, this week now, does that mean they're all wrong? no mm. he's, had, he's, he's had a fantastic career at Derby whatever mm. some people might think of course, people, you know, listen, criticise him when he plays badly, and I've just said there, Reading and Leeds, he, he was did. poor, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we said so, he was poor yeah, you know, along with others, by the way. But he was poor. Mm. But I tell you what, he, he he's responded, and I think he's come back strongly already. So yeah. hopefully, he can carry that. It's odd though, isn't it? Because there there does seem a genuine split between Derby fans about about Richard Keane more than any more than any other player yeah. in yeah. the squad. Yeah, and uh, and there yeah there are certain reasons for that. And as Steve said, I think it, I think a lot of it is just because. He's always involved yeah. and he's always putting himself out there. He's putting himself on the line for the team. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, you know, it does go wrong or, or whatever. But but he's always there and he's always, as mm-hmm. I say, he's always putting himself on the line. And, and I think he's, you know, we talked a lot about Mount. Uh, it's only fair that we give Tamori a mention because is he 20, 20 years old, I think? 20, yeah. And he's come in and 
Mm. He's played, you know, played all the games um, in, uh, in since he's since he's come in in the absence of Davis and and um, on the whole he's done yeah he's done really well and he looks like a he looks like a decent loan because that could have you know that could have gone wrong at that moment you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know the, you know well, especially on the back of a, well, a four one four one and two 0 down by the way yeah. at Millwall twenty minutes as I said earlier with a, an unfortunate own goal. goal it could all have gone and with Davis out and, and, and still out. That could have gone wrong at that moment at centre back, but but the two of them, Keo and this is where Keo again needs deserves credit because mm. his experience, no, will have will have helped Tamori. There's absolutely no doubt, mm. and also Tamori's abilities, it, it, certainly his pace and that and, and that type of thing will also have helped Richard as well. And and these these partnerships take time, and, yeah. and the centre back pairing. There's partnerships all over the pitch, but the centre back partnership is the most important mm. one in the side. Absolutely. Okay, so. Let's sort of plough on then with the, with the injuries. Um, Jaden Bogle as well. Let, let's have a, a brief word about him because you know his emergence into the first team was was excellent. A, a great moment for himself uh, to come. He only started playing twenty threes football last last year, and then he's been called up by Frank Lampard to the first team. Uh, so it would have been a, a sort of a bit of a blow for him to to pick up an injury as he did. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting because like, Jan Haas started the uh, which game was it? Was it? Preston it was flying wasn't he mm-hmm. yeah, first 20 yeah, minutes ago yeah. he looked really impressive mm-hmm. he started the previous three games this was his fourth consecutive start and for 20 minutes you thought oh dear you know he, he, he looks really good and then of mm-hmm. course he gets this injury sort of part of it, uh, of the game unfortunately but uh, now he's come in he, he's done really well I hadn't seen a great deal of him you'd seen more I think yes. Johnny of him than yeah. I had last yeah. season Uh he came in, I saw him pre-season at Notts, he, he, he impressed. I then saw him at Mansfield where he struggled a little bit, uh, which you're going to get at, at such a young age. Course, I think yeah. he was only 18 in July. Just, he's just turned 18. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, he's come in and, and when he started, he deserved his place. You know, We're talking about players who struggled early on, that Richard struggled in the first two games with Shaquille. Andre Wisdom hasn't made the best start to the season. You know, so the door slightly opened there, but to be fair to Jaden, he stepped through the door when he was fit and, and, and taken that on. So he may need a bit of catching up again, match fitness-wise, because he's yeah. been out. Uh, but uh, he's certainly uh, competing with Andre Wisdom for the right-back position, genuine competition. And, it's, and it sends out a message you know, from the manager that if you're, if you're good enough, you'll get picked. You know, yeah. He's come in with no preconceptions. Of any of any player and just looked at the squad and, and sort of judged them on their merit and obviously seen something in him and, and actually put him in the starting lineup. Yeah, uh, two midfielders now, uh, George Evans and, and Tom Huddleston. Let's start with Evans because, again, I mean he he looked absolutely distraught. You know when he came off, it was his first start, wasn't it? First Evans league, league start. First league start, start. Yeah, and then within twenty five minutes, he's he's sort of being helped off the pitch. With a knee injury, uh, and it looked bad at the it time. Looked a bad one, yeah, yeah uh, we, we feared, and I think the Derby people feared the worst as well. Mm. Uh, fortunately, it's uh, not as bad as first feared, and I think they said uh, four to six weeks. So he's probably about halfway through his uh, his rehabilitation, which is which is good news. Be honest with George Evans, we haven't seen a lot of him no. previous seasons. He played against Derby, but not. Where you can't score the goal once, didn't you? Equaliser, but can't. I couldn't tell you a great deal about him. You know, we saw him at Oldham. I thought he did quite well in midfield. Uh, Again, he's only twenty-three. So, and we're talking about signings earlier, earlier on. And I think the two, actually, there's three parts to the signings. You've got your your youngsters, talented youngsters from big clubs on loan, and you've got your Waghorn uh, signing, which I think will be very important Mm -hmm. to Derby. Think uh, that he could be a big, a big player for them. Then you've got your kind of your Jack Marriotts and and Dwayne Holmes and 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 then George Evans. Even mm-hmm. you know this is a step up for him. By the way, yeah. he played in Championship before, but coming to Derby it is a step up for him. Mm-hmm. And the competition for places in the squad, so it might take him a little bit of time. Also, like it will take Jack Marriott and, and, and Dwayne Holmes, uh, and that's why we just got to be a, a bit patient, maybe with with them. Yeah. Uh, until they find their feet in the new environment, uh, I say a bit unlucky because he started the the Ipswich game really well. Yeah. Before he got his injury. I mean, it, it must be extremely tough for a, from a player's point of view to you know you get brought into a, a new club. 
you start in the cup game and then you get your first league start at your new home ground and and then you have to go off injured. I mean, you must just be absolutely devastated. It, it, it's, it's tough and this is why the way Frank Lampard and his staff have handled Jack Marriott particularly, I think, is impressive. Yeah. Because if you'd have thrown Jack Marriott in straight away, he'd have been so keen, mm. so keen to show that he isn't just a League One striker, he's a Championship striker. He can score goals in the Championship as well as League mm. One. He'd be so keen to do that. But his fitness levels weren't quite up to the level of the others. But if he'd have been thrown in, he may well have, have pulled up mm. an injury somewhere. So it actually been quite cute that way. Let him get in, let him build his fitness, let him feel, get a feel for the place. And uh, when we did see him at Hull, I mean, he could have scored two or three goals, actually. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and he'd be gutted that he didn't. But he will, he'll, he'll be feeling more at home now, I say. And I think, I think that was a shrewd move by, by Frank Lampard, not to throw him in straight away. Probably the same with Dwayne Holmes as well. I think they've got the size of squad that allows them yeah. to do that. Not, yeah. not everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. would no, have that luxury, no. but um, yeah. I think they've been able to do yeah. that. So I think that's important. Mm. Uh, and on Tom Huddleston as well, I mean, obviously we, we haven't seen hardly any of him this season. No. Um, has, has he been a, a big miss for Derby? I think I think he's been unfortunate because Frank Lampard himself said to pick up an injury at that stage of pre-season when you've done a lot of the work already yeah. Yeah. is tough. And... Uh, I, I think I think they've missed his control in midfield. He's still the best or most comfortable at receiving the ball off defenders, taking the ball in good positions and spotting what to do with it next. So I, I think yeah, I think he's been a mess. I mean, we talked about Curtis Davis, and you know, of course, Tom Huddleston was a a regular member yeah. of the team uh, last season as well, mm-hmm. and suddenly to to have those not have those two available. Um, I think it does make a difference and I mean Tom is still he is the best passer at the club he's got to be I mean that, that's my opinion but I, you know I, I'm not sure I think it's been shared by a lot of people yeah. and, and we talked about the style of play and the passing out from the back and I think if he if he had been in the team he'd be a key part of mm. that and it might you know, it might take a bit of the pressure off the centre backs, for example, because he doesn't have to play it just yeah, because he goes so straight spray in. One. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. and and he's just mm. composure on the ball. He always looks like he's got time on it. Um, but then, of course, uh, you know the team's been winning games, so it's not going to. It's not guaranteed he's going to walk back into the team. Bradley no. Johnson's been in there, and he's he's done all right the last yeah. the last couple yeah. of games. So I mean, it's, it, as I say, there's nothing to say that necessarily he's going to. Um, Drop out of the team or mm. whatever. So, um, but but I guess it's it's another good option to have, isn't it? When it's yeah. fit, and it's also uh, I keep mentioning this word balance. That's the important thing. In there, you've got to have the right balance in yeah. order to get the best out of the individuals. Because because some fans will look at Tom and think, you know, without the ball, can he get round the pitch mm. enough, etc. But uh, Tom Huddleston will be fine in this team like any other midfielder as long as the balance of the team mm. is right and that goes for all the others like Bradley Johnson Craig Bryce and Mason Mount even mm. you get the balance right then Tom Huddleston on the ball is as good as they've got mm. just moving a step up the pitch then into the uh, attacking options I mean you're Frank Lampard and you're looking at the it, with what he's been going so far you've got three a front three and you look at your options yeah. I mean, where do you even start? Oh, it's, it's a great headache to yeah, have. Yeah, I wouldn't like to pick the team. Yeah, I wouldn't. You know, uh, you know, you've got. I mean, I mentioned Waghorn before. I think his last two appearances have, have, have been impressed with him. Yeah, he, yeah. He's looked a very strong player. And they've been out wide. Yes, they have in a wide area, which is interesting because I'm sure they've actually bought him to be the focal point mm. of the attack. David Nugent's form early season. Mm. I don't know. It seems to me he might have caught a few people by surprise. You know. Uh, he's been really lively Frank Lampard's a big fan of David Nugent because his work ethic and all that sometimes his goals return doesn't quite match the performances he had, he's had good chances to score goals uh, but that's good competition mm. Nugent or Waghorn up there then you've got Marriott as well and then you say Waghorn can play wide but the others I mean Tom Lawrence has scored goals in his appearances Joseph Zoon's impressed yeah, I think he's another one Chris as well last two games I think and this is where this thing about Giving him time to settle in, I think, is benefiting Joseph Soon himself. Mm. He could have thrown him in straight away, mm. but he's bided his time, 
got used to people around him, the players, new environments. And I think the last two performances, he, he's looked a real threat to me. Well, he's, I think his partner just had a baby as well, so he's probably just catching up on a bit of sleep yeah, I think, yeah. as well. But, yeah. but, um, but it's funny because we mentioned Tom Lawrence. I mean, you know, in the, in the first few games, he was was probably the main attacking threat for Derby, wasn't he? And then I know he he had a bit of a knock, which meant he was only on the bench in the last uh, the, the last league game yes. at Hull um, before the international break. Um, and, that, and now you're wondering. Obviously, Can he's he been away. He scored for yeah, Wales. Yeah. Now you're, you're suddenly wondering, well, is he going to start? And, yeah. and it would seem like a no-brainer, but maybe it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I say, what well, you said, Waghorn played wide, and he yeah. did. I mean, if you look at the front three you against think, would, Hall, you cha- would, would you change? Would you change that? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Waghorn, Nugent, Joseph soon. I mentioned for Mason Bennett as well. Yes, yeah. he's, he's coming sure, in, yeah. and you know, he's had a very stop-start Derby County career. Very, I'm sure, yeah. he'd be the first to admit that. Yeah. But he he looks like now. He is very much a, a settled member of Frank Lampard's team. Well, and he's getting his yeah. chance to impress. I, I did say tonight it's the best pre-season I've seen from him, mm. uh, and this is his best form in the first team I've seen. And that performance at home to Preston, I think, was his best performance mm. in the first team. Yeah. Uh, probably deserved a goal. That's the only thing that was probably missed. I think he had a good chance actually, yeah. but the only thing that was missing from his game. So he's he's in there as well. And again, Frank Lampard's a big fan of his, as we know. And he set up both the late winners that we were talking yeah, about, yeah, one at Reading yeah. and at yeah. Hull. So he's making a contribution. That's mm-hmm. all you can do. And and that's why I say I, I did a piece recently. I talked about rotation. I'm not a massive fan of rotation. I must admit, I'm I'm more a fan of a settled team. Get a settled team because I think in this division it's been proved. Burnley proved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brighton did as well. But you get a settled team. I think it can take you a long way. Mm-hmm. But the options and the competition in, in the four days is, is, is genuine. And if you've got that, and there seems to be a hunger between those players that have wanted to do well, then why not use it? Mm. And I think they've got enough games coming up where they can freshen up those areas, either from the start or certainly from the bench. And, and you usually see, during 60 after 60, 70 minutes of games, you usually see that those wide areas are the ones they change because mm. that's where the energy is and, and they've got those options. So... Yeah, I mean, who to start? You know, what, I mean, it's, it's where the manager earns it, his money. It's where he earns <laughs> his money, and 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 you know, the, they're all making a contribution, mm. which is good. I mean, we mentioned Dwayne Holmes. You know, I, I haven't seen Dwayne Holmes play at all. No. Never seen him play. But for twenty minutes against Hull, yeah, Hull were poor on the night in the Caribou Cup. But for twenty minutes, he was on. He was he was terrific, yeah. and and set up two goals. I mean. So he, you know, he's he's keen to to be out there. Uh, yeah, fantastic options to have, and that's why I think we'll see rotation rather than what you call a, a settled back. Uh, sorry, a settled front three mm. game after game after game. And there are plenty of games coming up in the next sort of batch before the next international break. In order to to do that, and I mean, you look at those games, and particularly the ones immediately. You know, you've got Rotherham, Blackburn, Brentford, and Bolton. And you're looking at those and you're thinking, I know you don't sort of get too far ahead or look beyond the next game, as, as every manager says, but you are looking at those games and thinking they could really sort of put themselves in a very good position. They, they could. Uh, going back to the Hull game uh, in the league, though, you know, second half, when it was 1-1, Hull looked like they were going to beat Derby. Mm. And they were, they've been struggling, Hull. Mm. So it shows you how how it, it actually means nothing you've still got to win the game and what I've liked about Derby's season so far is that they've not always played really well mm. but they've still picked up points and I think that's absolutely crucial and there'll be games coming up where they won't play well and hopefully they'll pick up points because you know, most of the games in this division will be a battle there'll be a scrap Yeah, you know. and the, and the teams you've mentioned Rather than Blackburn, Bolton, they'll all be scrapping. Mm-hmm. They'll all be tough opponents, organised, physical, work hard. They'll all have that about them. And, and Hull, I say, second half. You know, first half they were poor Hull, but second half they, I thought they played well, and they'll feel well. They were unlucky mm. to get nothing out of the game. So that shows you that that whatever game you face, and, and a lot of fans, a number of fans have said, you know, oh, we haven't. Bit worried we haven't played anyone yet. It doesn't matter in this division. Seriously, no. it doesn't matter. No. You just play whoever's next. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And, and I remember last season we went into October. Do you remember that month when we looked at it? 
and we thought, yeah, this looks really tough. Norwich, Norwich away, Leeds, yeah, Forest, and Derby had just been banjoed, hadn't they, at at Bristol City, I think. It looked, it looked, didn't look good, you know, and they won all four, and that's what that's what it's about. So, it's we kind of can waste energy by worrying too much. What you do is whoever's next, you take them on and and see if you can get points from the game. And I think that's what they've been doing. I think we talked about momentum. I think if you can get on a roll, then obviously the next game suddenly becomes. It, you know, it seems eminently more winnable. Yeah, sure. Now, obviously, Derby are on a roll as such, although they haven't played for they haven't played for a couple of weeks. So it's just whether they can kind of pick up where they left off. Mm. But you know, as Steve alluded to, it's, it's such fine margins decide a lot of games in this division. Mm. You know, even you know, you go to Rotherham, who um, have come up from League One, having been yeah. relegated the season before, and you might think, well, you know, that's a a game you should win but that's not going to be an easy one Blackburn no, have started not. the season pretty well yeah. after coming back up Brentford it looks strong again yeah. and Fenner's Bolton have as well started in, well, well indeed of course yeah yeah. 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 Um, we have to mention that and so I think it, you know it'd be wrong to sort of look at these games and say and say alright oh, that's however many points in the bag mm-hmm. because as we've seen before it just it it very rarely works out like that. And you can eat, I mean you can look beyond this batch of games October November, and they look really tough. They do, they do, yeah. So uh, the I points we, don't always come. No, they don't. Use we, them uh, to, again, yeah. we look back to the end of last season when we thought Derby were going to miss out on the playoffs. They had Cardiff at home and Villa away, and everyone mm. was thinking season's over. Mm. We can't make the playoffs. Next minute they're in the playoffs. So it, it is. It, you can waste energies by worrying too much yeah. about about what's next or what's around the corner. And I think at the moment the task for Derby is just to take whatever comes next and see what they can do. And I say what's pleased me is they've actually won games where you, where they probably didn't deserve to. And, mm. and if you can do that, then it's a big plus. Lovely stuff, chaps. Have we have we missed everything? Uh, missed anything? Sorry, we covered everything. Have missed everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there anything uh, that we needed to add? I don't think so. No, I can. No. Do it. Yeah. I don't think there's any other business at this stage. Is Not there? really. No, I can pack away my tin hat and. Uh, yeah. Well, we keep it by your side. Well, yes, indeed. Yeah. Lovely stuff. All right, Steve, Chris, thanks for your company. It's been uh, been nice to to have you back again. Uh, thanks to all the listeners as well. In the meantime, you can keep up to date with everything that we do on social media. We're on Twitter at DCFC underscore live. We're on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash DCFC. Uh, you can keep up to date with all the latest rounds, news and views on our website, www.derbyshirelive.co.uk and on the app, which is on both Apple and Android. And the podcast is on both Acast and iTunes. Just search for It's Black and White. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.